Hello, everybody, and welcome to Honey Badge Radio. My name is Brian. I'm here with Allison, and this is the fundraising stream. Apologize for all of the delays, um, but Beat Saber uh, dropped a massive, like a patch, which usually results in all of the mods being uh, essentially taken out of the game, and then you have to reinstall them, and it's a big old process. So. Um, is that a fair well, way to describe yeah, it? Or essentially, dropped a, a a huge patch and then or a huge update, and they don't let you opt out of their updates. And mm-hmm. then uh, it uh, all the mods don't work anymore. So sorry about this. We were trying to fix the mods, and um, we got so some it's... mods working, and then okay. there were conflicts with the mods. So some of the mods just didn't. Like they, uh, we got the custom avatar working, and we got the cameras working. But then there was some kind of conflict with the custom songs. Um, and then the uh, song of uh, browser that they have available just wouldn't load properly. So it's been, we have attempted to do this. Um, it was fine yesterday, <laughs> but today. Yeah. It ceased to be fine. So there you go. Um, so what we'll do instead is we will go through an article that Brian has found. On uh, I was actually thinking, you know, I, I, I know that this one on the runner. Um, actually, why did you choose this one? Maybe, maybe that but, was so, the best way to. Uh, I found these articles and I was like thinking about using some of them for patron only shows because they can mm-hmm. be fun to respond to. Um, well, you can still do that because this one's going to be unlisted after. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, but it's okay. I, I can find other stuff too. But basically, um, Lindsay, because she used to, uh, you know, subscribe to or or follow Outside Magazine, which is what this is. It's called OutsideOnline.com. Um, but it's basically like a magazine slash website for people who like to hike and people who like to go on trails and this is the kind of stuff that Lindsay likes she's very outdoorsy and um she was seeing ads on her facebook feed for articles from outside but they were all of a sudden there were all these like woke you know um like articles uh even if it didn't seem that way she would like read through it and then you know find out what these were actually about and she thought it was so hilarious because you know that shouldn't really have anything to do with being a fan of the outdoors which is the only thing that outside magazine is it's just a, a outdoorsy magazine but apparently it's not and so she was telling me about some of these articles and she was even reading some of them like this one this trail is not your trail um and she just said that you know these are just too funny to pass up so that's how i came across them it was basically through lindsay um who sent me a few here's another one uh i haven't read it but i can tell you based on the title uh, five women, one wilderness, zero mansplaining. I mean, how do you pass that up? <laughs> uh, here's another one. This one is also, I think this is the one that she sent me. Increasing diversity in the outdoors, one hike at a time. Um, you know, it's just, it's just a bunch of this cringe. Now, 
most of the magazine is still seems normal. Like it, it just has, you know, normal stuff in it. But occasionally you run into some of these like, you know, um, feminist articles, let's be honest. And um, they're just cringe. Here's here's one uh, for for people who apparently cannot be happy. I moved to a remote cabin to write and I hate it because, you know, I, I guess I can't seem to like anything like anything. Most of the punch in the punch bowl is normal. There's just one turd. Or two yeah, turds, or maybe there, there's turds. a turd yeah, in it. Just don't just don't put that in your glass and yeah, you'll be OK. Just, yeah, the just toxic. The yeah. And then there's the toxic masculinity of tactical survival gear. Um, you know, so like uh, and I think, it's, well, I don't. It's too, too much. You can't, you can't, you can't resist it. You got, you got to get in there. Yes. <laughs> the toxic yes. masculinity of survival gear. Okay. The, so, the toxic masculinity of tactical, tactical survival tactical. gear. So, so yeah, like you can just get like an ax and a flashlight and like a knife or whatever, but you know, yeah. if you if you want to get the good shit and and that's the thing, like, well, yeah, that's like like men, you know, um, I, I could yeah, already men. tell what this is going to be about is essentially, you know, men wanting like the, the most tactical stuff for survival is toxic masculinity. And so, you know, I just I just <laughs> I don't know. It's it's funny to me. So these are the yeah, articles I, that I, I put up there. Yeah. When I was looking at the the woman's article, and I I didn't realize that Lindsay had sent these along, so I assume that Lindsay read them and then said, "Brian, yeah, look at this word in the punch bowl." Yeah, yeah. Uh, but when I first saw the women's article, I was like, "Well, you know, we we advocate for men going off on their own and and having their own spaces." So yeah, maybe when then I read it. Yeah. <laughs> Of course, because it's it's not about it's not about personal choice or freedom. It's it's about shitting on men. So I mean, it's like women get together on their own. A a couple of women get together to do an activity, which is to go out into the wilderness and hike. And apparently, it's still about men somehow. So you know. I know it's about excluding men because they have to, they can't just be happy alone in the wilderness. They have to write a damn article about it and tell us all how wonderful it was that men weren't there. Although having read it, it didn't seem like it was very wonderful for them either. Yeah. (laughs) Oh yeah. Probably. They probably made each other miserable. Well, my Um, vote is for tactical and, uh, and, uh, this, this woman in the wilderness. And I'm probably going to have to change this to reflect the actual content of this stream. So let's just call this like a bonus stream, bonus um, sure. non-beat saver. But I, I, before we get into any of these articles, I'd like to remind you guys that we are doing our monthly fundraiser. Um, so if you would please go spend a moment, just take a moment right now um, and go to feedthebadger.com. And if you are able to uh, put a few shekels in the hat, do so f- uh, five bucks, 10 bucks, any amount helps. And once again, that's feedthebadger.com. You can follow the pop-ups or you can go to feedthebadger.com slash project slash badger dash media dash blitz. And once we get all of the issues resolved with Beat Saber, then we will do the song request that went through today. Um, But I don't think it's going to happen. Judging from uh, the uh, issues... That we are fa- the the cascading failures in all of the the mods to the Beat Saber game. 
So, uh, once again, um, please do help us out, feedthebadger.com. I will be doing shout-outs to anybody who supports us on stream. And if uh, we don't, you don't get any support, then I'll, I'm going to have to, I'll punish you by whining and, and, and kvetching and, and, and being a little guilt trippy. How's that? That's, that's the deal. Anyway, feedthebadger.com. All right, let's, let's do it. Or not. Silence. What, what am I, did I cut out? No, 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 no. You're fine. I, I was muted. Um, you voted for toxic masculinity of tactical survival gear. Uh, is I, that voted for, I voted for that. Um, I think that the, the, the runner one is a little bit subtle. You know, it might be better for, for a patron show. And the reason why I say that is because it takes a while to build up to the realization that you are listening to an unreliable narrator who is apparently a narcissistic communist and thinks that everybody's land should be accessible to him and is increasingly <laughs> abusive in the pursuit of said belief. Yes. Um, it just takes a little while for it to creep up on you. So that's more like a subtle horror story that people <laughs> should like read and enjoy on their own. Yeah. Um, you know, that sudden shift of, it's am more, I the patty? am I the like, head of the patty? Yeah. It's, it's more like early Stephen King, like yeah. misery, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just just, um, just slow grind, slow build, slow so, simmer in the pot. So let's narrow it down to two options and then go through that. So five okay. women, wanted, one wilderness, zero mansplaining. This and is I'm asking, I'm going to ask the audience, uh, let us know which one you guys want. So five women, one wilderness, zero mansplaining. Um, let's see. Uh, I moved to a remote cabin or right and I hate it. Or the toxic masculinity of tactical survival gear. So we'll just go with those three options. Let us know which one you prefer. Um, <laughs> I, I think they're all going to be, you know, uh, similar levels of cringe. But there you go. What did you want to say, Allison? Oh, I'm just I'm just updating the uh, the the title. Uh, I my vote is women in the wilderness. I think that the toxic masculinity of tactical gear should be its own. Like we should we should do this as yeah. like maintaining um, frame or something. I don't know. What you know? What's really <laughs> hilarious on this tweet? Uh, uh, somebody sent me this tweet, and it's from women posting their L's online. Have you heard of that Twitter account? Uh, yeah, yeah, women posting their yeah, L's yeah. for sure, yeah. Yeah, so there was this one woman, and she posted this this uh, this tweet, and um, let me just pull it up here, because it was actually really freaking funny. And of course, I'm, I'm a total pendant, so everything has to be perfectly, you know, quoted to, to the letter. Of course, you know, if I don't, you guys will be like, you're misrepresenting this person, he's, she's a, she's, she's, this isn't what she meant. Uh, anyway, I'm gonna so look up this women is, posting this is, there. It's, okay. this is on Twitter. Yeah, I wanted this man to be vulnerable with me for so long. He finally called me yesterday and opened up, but the second he started crying, I lost all interest in him quickly. This is a space, safe space, but not that safe. <laughs> <laughs> so. Somebody in the, in the comments said that Chico the anti-Marxist said, and the girl will probably go on to deride toxic masculinity and how dangerous it is for men to bottle up their feelings. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I'm looking uh, at it. I'm looking at it. Let me put it on. Yeah. 
on screen and, so you guys can see it. <clears throat> and of course, I did a stupid pun. I said, I think you mean ride toxic masculinity, thereby incentivizing it. And nobody got it, or not many people got it. So they they tried to explain to me, no, he's implying that she's going to express contempt for toxic masculinity while her actions are helping to propagate it. <laughs> That's the last time I make a pun on Twitter. Anyway, but it, it, it was just, it's just, yeah, that's definitely a woman posting her L, and it, the 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 tactical, the toxic masculinity of tactical gear. That you got to consider that the reason why men have what feminists term toxic masculinity is because women have selected for it. Yeah, and so uh, no matter how toxically masculine this tactical tactical gear is. It's probably going to be more attractive to women in some level than, uh, it's, I don't know. It, is it like too, I, sometimes I feel like it's vegan. either, sometimes I feel like it's either two factions of women, uh, women mm -hmm. who, who, you know, uh, are just honest about what they want and women who believe that if we just um, engineer people socially enough, we can like reverse everything. But then sometimes I think it's actually the same women and they just don't know what they want. <laughs> so I, I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Um, like the same woman who says, oh, you know, wanting tactical survival gear uh, as a man is clearly toxic masculinity. But then immediately afterwards, they'll be like, "Ooh, I like that guy's survival gear, you know. And so it's <laughs> I don't know. Uh, sometimes mm -hmm. I swear, you know. Yeah. There, there's either two camps or it's the same camp and they're all confused. So, um, yeah. Yeah. So um, let's see. Oh, go, go ahead. What were you going to say? Well, no, I was just going to say I'm, I'm partial to the, uh, one on the world, women in the wilderness. Cause I think that it's going to, I, I, how much could there possibly be to the toxic masculinity of tactical survival gear? And well, like I, I mean, said, I how much could there be to any of these things really? We're 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 not going to learn anything. No, <laughs> no, no. no. Um, the, the, these these articles don't exist to, to to you know broaden broaden our our scope of understanding, especially of men and women. And uh, no article is going to change that. Not not if it's coming from you know the 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 usual suspects, the same like formless organism that's spitting out all this BS. But um, it's but with that, yes, too. Yeah, it's basically just like a a blob with limbs and whining mouths, and you know, uh, it, and it's just saying the same stuff, like some kind of screeching Lovecraftian beast. And there's no like, I mean, we, we just we just know you, you get you you got to set your expectations accordingly. And I know mm. well, I'm not expecting to to get a lot out of this. But I feel like the, I feel like the potential for Schadenfreude is greater with the <laughs> Oh yeah. The that oh, I yeah. will agree with. That I will agree with. Like the cabin one. Mm. But let let me see what the um uh audience is saying cuz they are they are chiming in. So Derek Workman says feminist in the wilderness is always kind of funny. Um mm. <laughs> Lat QCD says, how could you possibly hate moving to a remote cabin? That's literally life goals. Well, if you discover that it's not what you want because there isn't a Whole Foods nearby. Um, Josh Chasen says five women. So that's two for women. 
in the wilderness. Meredith G says tactical survival gear. Uh, Great indoors, the one with Lesbos Island. So that's the women again. Um, let's see, uh, Metal Wolf mansplaining. That's the woman one again. I think that's where everybody's going. So um, we will go ahead and check that out. Oh uh, yeah, <clears throat> I quiver with excitement. Yeah, I changed the I changed the title to "Women in the Wilderness Are Smashing the Patriarchy in Heels." <laughs> Are it's they just though? To do the girl bossing thing. Oh, we yeah. are girl bossing the bears. Girl, girl <laughs> bossing in the woods. If a girl's, if a girl bosses in the woods, does it make a sound? Um. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I guess I'll go ahead and start. So, uh, five women, one wilderness, zero mansplaining. Is it only when one though? Like really? I mean, one. There is only one wilderness. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't know that you could apply a number to wilderness, but there you go. <clears throat> I think that they really thought this was clever. That's that's all. So, when Maggie Shipstead set out to report on women-only expedition travel, she was driven by a desire to learn new skills. In a low bro factor environment. But six days exploring Alaska with the state's first woman owned adventure outfitter turned out to be regenerative in ways she didn't expect. I thought that Alaska was basically just men. I don't even. <laughs> I think it's like. <laughs> I mean, it's it's. Obviously not, but there aren't a lot of people in Alaska because there aren't a lot of people willing to live up there. Um, but I do think that it's, it's probably like, uh, a lot of men there and women that might as well be men. So, um, all right. That was just the intro. When I flew to Alaska in July for an all women bank backpacking trip, I wasn't feeling my most confident centered or fit. Okay. Allison, are you there? So I want to, I just want to jump in. I want to jump in really quick. So right off the bat, here's what I here's what I got from this. This person, obviously, this woman, not from Alaska. So she came here from somewhere else. You, I'm gonna see if I can. Does she have like a see an author's info thing I can click on? Oh, Maggie Shipstead. Here she is. Um, I'm curious, curious about where she actually lives. Um, mm. because that might tell us something, right? Okay, so, you look that up. I will do the next paragraph. Yeah, that's fine. Go ahead. Well, I only read the first yeah. sentence. So, okay. Well, I wasn't entirely sure. I like hunting or going places or doing things or meeting people. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ. How old are you? And you don't know if you like these things. <laughs> 16 months of a global pandemic can do that to you. Oh, it's Geez, 16 months rocked you to the core that much, did it? But I hadn't gotten on the plane, so now I'd either reconnect my, with my dormant adventurous self or have a terrible time trying. Well, the fact that you had to turn it into a way of complaining about men suggests you had a terrible time. But we're probably not going to hear about that, except through reading through the, between the lines. All right, are you, uh, have you found out anything about our erstwhile adventurous? Uh... 
<clears throat> I'm looking. Uh, she is a fellow at Stanford, uh, California. Yeah. Okay. So that, that makes sense. <laughs> California. That's what I, I was, I was thinking eh, maybe Oregon or Washington or New York city. I was expecting New York city, but no, here's a question. California. Here's a question to ask. Let me read this. Here's a question to ask. How much does this woman ever express any concern for the genuine feelings of her, the people, not just the feelings, but the safety, security, et cetera, uh, comfort of the people around her um, and any interest in actually working with them and or or how much does she just express things in terms of how she feels? Because once right off the bat, I wasn't feeling my most confident, centered or fit because that's what's critical, right? You're yeah. about to go into a scenario that could be could mean life or death. I don't know. I don't know how intensive it is, but a, what is this? A uh, six days exploring Africa. Or, sorry, Africa. Alaska. Alaska. I don't know off the bat how intensive this is, but if you're spending six days in the wild, there is a there's a high potential of getting you or the other people around you killed. Uh, yeah. So I'm curious how much she expresses any concern for anyone other than herself throughout this entire piece. And I don't mean, oh, I wonder what Cheryl feels about me. I don't mean that. I mean, yeah. I, I hope, you know, Cheryl doesn't, you know, die of a broken leg in a crevice somewhere sort of thing. And I'm going to endeavor to do my best to make sure that doesn't happen. Did you have any comment, Brian, before I do the next paragraph? Um, No, no, go ahead. I mean... She seems like a city person who went out on one camping trip. She's calling it a backpacking trip. And all of a sudden she's like, you know, some kind of, um, I don't know, wilderness resource person. Like, yeah, but like, like actual Alaskans are probably laughing at this article if they're even reading it. Um, her job appears to be author. She's written a number of books that have all been praised and celebrated as brave and, you know, stunning. Um, yes. And it, I, she, I'm she guessing does it. the women in Alaska are laughing at this if they did read it. Yeah. The she write, women of Alaska. She writes books about women for women. Well, let me be more specific. She writes books about, um, you know, extremely uh, um, sheltered and privileged women or those same women, like city women, basically. Comfortable, well-off, um, city women. And she writes about that, but she's writing adventures without really, I think, understanding adventure itself. And I think that might be why she decided to go on this backpacking trip. It's like, oh, I want to live the way my, you know, my protagonists do, and I'm going to use that. And, and then... Well, I don't know. I, I, I'm going into really speculative territory, but based on what I see, yeah. she's a city woman trying to do like, you know, wilderness things. That's that's what I'm yeah. getting from it. Yeah. OK, let's 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 get into the next chapter. Uh, I arrived in Anchorage early in the morning on the 4th of July, a day before my group and I would be shuttled up to Talkeetah. <laughs> by van, and then deposited in the back country by float plane. Ooh. Wow. Okay. That, that, that sounds sound expensive, doesn't it? It sounds expensive. It also sounds like, you know, if you fuck up, you might die. 
that night I had, unless it's like back country, that's pretty <laughs> cultivated that night. I had dinner in a downtown brew pub. All I wanted was to eat some halibut at the bar and read my book on the book on the, my phone. But the guy one stool over was determined to chat me up, no matter how many times I pointedly turned back to my reading. After I paid and said goodbye, he jumped up to follow. Let's go get ice cream. Oh, the horror. The horror. You my know, I, even said, Let's I, go get I, two I, scoops of ice cream. Yeah, well, it's Alaska. It's very red. But um, I was going to say, um, you know, it's, it's funny. Like, when I was in Chicago... Uh, people greeting you and talking to you that you didn't know, like total strangers, was basically unheard of. Uh, you know, unless they you saw them frequently enough that they started to look familiar, and then you might give a knowing nod and a smile and say hello. But in general, the city is so you know packed with people and busy. People don't generally make time for other people, so they don't really talk to each other. I don't think that that's terrible. I think that's just a side effect of living in a really big city with millions of people in it. Because um, this is also true of places like New York City and, and, and Los Angeles and other crowded cities. But since I moved here to Roanoke, everyone greets me. They all say hi. They say Merry Christmas. They say, and and it's a it's a it's a city the a tenth the size in terms of the population that Chicago was. You know, three hundred thousand people. Um, so it's not small. It's not tiny. You know, I don't know. I, I don't see that many familiar faces, but the people here are different in that they're you know far more um, amicable to talking to you. And I think that this woman is not used to that because Alaska, I mean, I, I think there's like fewer people in Alaska than there are in Canada <laughs> or, or more specifically, fewer people in Alaska than there are in uh, Manitoba, which I think, you know, there's no one there uh, or Ottawa or whatever. So um, I think that what it is, is there's a bit of a culture clash there. The people in Alaska are probably accustomed to greeting each other because there aren't as many humans and she is not used to that because she's from California. So, yeah, um, well, also, well, he also invited her to get ice cream. So it might be a date. He might just feel like she's a, she looks glum and want to cheer her up. Yeah, possibly. Uh, I don't think there's any danger in going to get ice cream. Uh, you know, <laughs> like I would probably bet on things that never happened but then again it's like apparently a 10 to 1 ratio in favor of men in us australia so yeah. there could be some first there but anyway here's what she does i can't i said because it was easier than telling the truth i don't want to it, oh, why? just a man like here's the thing like this is this is terrible writing like could you give some detail to the guy so we now know why you what, show us why you don't want to be around him? Or is it just because he's a man? Well, she doesn't. An interest in it? Yeah, I think that just saying because he's a man or at least suggesting it is going to make her look morally better than if he was a man that was like really unattractive, like Quasimodo or something. Because then she would be judging him based on his appearance, which is wrong and bad because we do it to women all the time. But simply judging him because he's a man, well, that's okay. Okay, so he has to be this amorphous blob of manhood because if he's unattractive, she's judged. And if he's attractive, we don't understand why she didn't have an interest in going into a neutral area and learning more about him. 
Okay, mm-hmm. I can't, I said, because that was easier than telling the truth. I don't want to. So you're a coward, yeah. my dear. You are a moral coward. You do not stand by what you believe or think. Why am I interested in this character and reading more about this individual? Why? Mm-hmm. Like, unless, unless there are signs that she's going to overcome her moral cowardice and uh, piss-soaked bullshit... I, why would I want to read about this character? Why would I want to read about a moral coward? Yeah, Unless right. There's something else going for. Yeah, like okay, here, here you've lost me. How does she like write her books? Is, it, is this the know. kind of no? I, anyway, I went back to my hotel room and glumly ate some gummy bears. Why are you glum now? So now I'm getting the sense that this, this guy character, ruined her day. He ruined her day. By talking to her. No, the guy either ruined her day or the guy's, this woman is just a miserable skinflint. Mm-hmm. Like, she's just a miserable person. He's like, let's go do something fun. No, I can't. Because I, I won't tell you no because I'm too much of a coward and I'm going to go to my room and I'm going to pout. Because I am a miserable human being, apparently. <laughs> Glummy Staring bears. Staring over the plastic <laughs> cook inlet. Oh, geez. Let's look at the Let's look at the these vistas on the Cook Inlet that she's miserably looking at. Mm-hmm. I, I just want to see what she's looking the 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 scenery that she's looking at with such misery. Um wow, this is really beautiful. You have the ability to afford to go to Alaska to travel and look at I'm going to send this to Brian, if I can, because this is, seems to be quite difficult. What are you sending? I'm sending you an image of the Cook Inlet to tell what an ungrateful little shit this woman is. So now we have a moral coward. We have a moral coward. All right. She can't stand by what is, she feels or believes. Is that, is that her view? It, pro- well, that's the Cook Inlet. So likely her view would be similar oh, to yeah. that. So she has... She's in a hotel with a view like that <laughs> in an exotic new wilderness, and she's being miserable about it. Yeah, it's like Stink Meaner from Boondocks. That's some old bullshit, like a beautiful rainbow. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> I wonder, lady, I wonder if the problem isn't men or mansplaining or, you know, uh, it, maybe it's you. <laughs> like, <laughs> maybe. You can maybe be solemn, like maybe she's like considering, you know, the the you know the assassination she had to do to prevent some coup and the, the rise of a dictator or some and she's like, Oh, the humanity I had to take a life and she's being solemn. But glum, like just you're just sitting there like a petulant child, a moral coward, uh, a miserable person. And I'm guessing the reason why she's she said no to the guy was maybe he was he was he was she was approached by Brad Pitt or some Brad Pitt lookalike and he was just like she's in the face of of a uh, masculine pulchritude and she's in this in in the face of beautiful landscape and what does she respond to both resentment and glumness who yep. knows I don't know. some people but because wouldn't even sorry oh I was just gonna say some people. Can't be made happy um, because they have a problem, not because they're not experiencing the right pleasures. Experience. 
yeah, like they're they're unable to enjoy things, and um, they think that it's the fault of you know something outside of themselves, but it's really them. They have to like they have to recapture the magic of life, like the gift that we have. And and then you appreciate every sunrise, you know, you if you can do that, but that's on you. Like this this is the view from where you are. You actually had the luxury of being able, because so many people can't do this, to go on this trip to begin with, to go to Alaska, and a man offered to get you ice cream, which if you you know didn't want it, there is there are ways to like be really sweet and turn them down. But you just don't, you just can't do it. And I think it's well, because. Well, you're not honest to yourself. Like, you don't yeah, even have to be but, sweet. Just don't be a no, moral coward. Just like, I'm not interested in doing that right now. Yeah, but I, I think that the more I think about it, I, I believe that in a way she didn't want to tell him the truth because she fears men. She fears that he would get mad and like, you know, flip out or something because she said no. But But you could have just. You know, if you really want to um, handle it delicately, I don't think that there was need for it. Um, he's an Alaskan man. He's probably pretty, you know, resilient. Um, you could have just said, no, thank you, but I appreciate the offer and then be on your way. And don't carry it with you. Like, have you ever had an encounter that, you know, you felt like you had to like. All right, Brian, um, yeah, I'm not going to give her the credit that you're giving her. All right. Even if she was going to flip out, you stand in your truth. Like, mm-hmm. this is the problem with people, and apparently this woman. You aren't honest because you're afraid. And I don't think she was genuinely afraid of this guy flipping out physically. She was oh. just afraid of maybe him getting a little angry or uh, or just being upset or even just being sad. Uh, she was afraid no, of agree. him not liking her. Yeah, you know, I agree. And that's, that's the ultimate moral cowardice. Here's anyway. a question. I didn't know that ice cream would be popular in fucking Alaska. <laughs> like, isn't it cold up there to begin with, like, all the time? Like, I, 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 I don't know. Isn't it further north than, it's like, um, it's further north than even the parts of Canada that are occupied by humans. Um, but because... It wouldn't even get a little dark until the wee hours. There were no fireworks. What? Are you, what, are you two? Are you five? Like, you have this beautiful view. Hmm. I mean, you could be sitting there thinking, even if you're not, like, super happy, you could be sitting there thinking philosophical thoughts, like, this mountain is going to exist long after I die. Boy, I really need to do something with my life, other than being a moral coward. And a miserable human being. But, you know, that would be fine. But you're sitting there like a pouting child eating gummy bears and thinking, oh, there's no fireworks. Like, this Were is you a expecting character. fireworks? Was there supposed to be? I don't know. Yeah, does she I mean, think it's like, Disneyland? Does she think it's Disney normal World? to just do fireworks, like, wherever? It's one of those things oh, where oh, you can, like... Oh. oh, it was you... on the 4th of July. Oh, on the 4th of July, okay. So well, she's doing this expedition on the 4th. Don't, don't Americans, like, do things with their family on the 4th of July? Yeah, if they have family. Um, mm-hmm. I don't, I, I, well, I was just going to say, so, so this is the kind of person that can, go, that can go out 
to Alaska, have a beautiful uh, view of the Placid Cook Inlet, and still be like mad because there are no fireworks that night. Like there's still something to find that is just like, well, this is all right, but why aren't there fireworks? I'm mad. I'm glum now. I'm gonna eat these gummy bears and watch, you know, fucking Univision or something. Um, weird. Like it's just people who are always trying to find a reason not to enjoy what they have. You know, it strikes me that women can have this easy out. You can be a very unpleasant human being as a woman. And instead of admitting that to yourself, you can just say, well, it's really men that's the problem, even though, whatever. Uh, All right, anyway. (laughs) Okay, I'm actually, you know, if women want to go and do shit on their own, that's fine. I, I, I honestly don't see the appeal because I, I, I actually really don't see the appeal of backpacking with a bunch of strangers, period. Like, really? Okay. Yeah, it's a bit but, weird. But um, it's a bit freaking weird. Like, uh, if, I, if, it, if I go do something, it'll be with friends, not with mm-hmm. men or with women. Yeah. It'll be with people I know. That's all. Like, I'm not thinking about. So that's the thing. Why isn't that? Why is this happening? And my my guess is because you're you're getting a bunch of women, not all, I'm sure, but a bunch of women who actually don't really get along with anyone. And instead of <laughs> just recognizing that and either working on it, they blame men, and then they go on all female adventure travel trips with strangers. Yeah. Uh, Unless they bond okay. over bitching about men, which I'm starting to think is what happened. They all were like, mm. there were no fireworks. I know. And they're, you know. <laughs> Why weren't the men setting them off for us? Yeah, well, we're here. Where are my fireworks? Yeah, that's what all men complaining about men really falls down to, isn't it? Men haven't done this thing for us. Me. Oh. <laughs> Where's my, oh, I, I should, even... where's the Zeppelin with my face on it? That's like c- circling the entire, you know, uh, placid cook that's inlet. That's what Ice Cream Man should have done. That's what Ice Cream Man should have done. <laughs> yeah. Set off some fireworks and gotten a Zeppelin. Um, <laughs> all right. But because it wouldn't even get a little dark until the wee hours, there are no fireworks. Okay, next paragraph. How many fucking, this is flaccid prose. This terrible, terrible writing, by the way. Horrible <laughs> main character. Do not like zero stars out of ten. This trip has been on my docket since fall of 2019. Don't care. Back then, I'd been looking to do a story on the growing popularity of all-female adventure travel. For example, more than twice as many women signed up for REI's women's trips in 2019 as in 2018. I can't imagine that women's travelographies are at all interesting. Because, you know... You might generate some interest with like a little character arc, like some flaws that the character needs to overcome. But of course, you can't do that with women. The only flaw that a woman needs to overcome is the existence of men, at least for women like this, which she already has by going on this all-woman, all-female stranger backpack for six days. Yeah, so apparently that link where it says more than twice as many women signed up, uh, apparently it's... It, well, no, it's specifically pe- uh, people who sign up exclusively for gender-segregated uh, trips. 
So basically, women are more than twice as likely to want to exclude men from um, from these trips than men are to exclude women. So that's the reason. It's not because women are doing it more. It's because they're being you know, more exclusive. Yeah, and I think that's really the cycle of civilization. You know, men, or sorry, women, you know, they get into something like... Uh, Men construct something, women get into it, they exclude men, men are like, oh shit, well, gotta go do something else. They go construct something else, women are like, oh my god, you're, you're, you're keeping, me, keeping us from that. And of course, men being men are like, yeah, sure, come on. And then the women exclude the men, and the men are like, oh fuck, I guess we need to go do something else. <laughs> or it's a repeat throughout all of human history. Mm. Through Instagram, I stumbled upon Backpack Alaska, a fledgling guiding company. It stood out, especially in Alaska, because its founder and owner is a woman, Catherine Walsh, then 30. Born in Nome to a gold-mining bush-flying father and a California mother, Catherine was raised between her parents' home states and returned north for good in her mid-20s after the stability of a finance job failed to drown out the call of adventure. I was intrigued by a small group tour trip she ran called Wild Women Expedition Basics 101. Oh, Five days in in backcountry building the skills and confidence needed to venture into the wilderness on one's own. Something that hypothetically would cancel out the need for exactly what Backpack Alaska was selling. Doubtful. The cringe is is just ridiculous, but go ahead. Um, I think... You you say that you you just that this woman was just called to the allure of adventure from a finance job, but I think maybe <laughs> I think maybe she got fired. And I'm basing it on <laughs> the first five or the first seven words of this mm-hmm. next sentence. I'd love to cannibalize my entire company for women not for people not to need guides. Well, I guess I guess every company's trying to put itself out of existence Catherine told me she pointed out that women have always been welcome on trips like hers or encouraged to engage the backcountry at all um i would actually you know i've been really thinking about it a lot you know this is just me personally i'm not really quoting anything but you know i would love to be able to make a living off of my writing um all right, that's an aside. Let's move on. There was, right. wasn't that lineage and network to draw you in, she said. And when you did get into it, you're always the odd man out, odd woman out, whatever, and that gets tiresome. She wanted to create a ripple effect of self-sufficient badassery. How is there? Oh, God. If, if she hadn't found that Backpack Alaska was founded by a woman... Would she never have even gone on a hiking trip or a backpacking trip? Like, did she need to know that there were women involved in order for her to even take an interest? Because I feel like that's what she's saying. She's saying, I do things. um, My hobbies consist of anything that a woman is doing exclusive from men and separate from them and to the exclusion of men. And that's what gets my that's what gets my motor running. Also, I'm miserable, but I don't know why. <laughs> Somebody in the in the chat says, you know, the cabin's built by men. Uh, the men flew the plane. A man got well. Apparently, it's a woman guide. So there you go. One, one man out. But I'm like, I was like thinking, let's amend that. Every almost everything we see is built by men and women who won't who don't complain about men. Because I guarantee that the women who are shoveling asphalt and uh, laying bricks and welding. 
don't complain about men. At least not like this. Right. Uh, they, well, they're too busy actually doing shit. Yeah. Um, the point of all female travel isn't to exclude men. Okay. Okay. <laughs> sure. Well, why are you making all, like, why are you focusing on the fact that this is excluding men, lady? But sometimes a break from the dudes feels right. I, I don't think you have a dude in your life. Are you talking about your cat? You don't know any dudes. Um, <laughs> like, it doesn't sound like you have a single man in your life. That's I, fine. I, if you want if we want it that way. I think feminists are trying to make the word dude derogatory now. Um, mm. Because whenever they say dudes, it's always meant in, in a... a concept, yeah. It's a, yeah, it's, 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 it's something that I've been noticing. And I think one of the reasons is because we, when we hear the word dude, um, and I think this, this seems like a bit of a segue, but I think, or not a segue, but like a tangent, but I think it's important. When we think yeah. of a dude, we think of someone who is personable, friendly, approachable, laid back, down to earth, and male. Although not exclusively male, because we often call women dudes too. If they're, if they are all those things, you know, down to earth and, you know, relatively chill, right? That's a dude. Um, and I think that because it, the, the word dude is I think you know uh, a pretty positive way to describe a man um, that isn't so maybe charged as the word man is, which is something that was also done by feminists and women, which is to say you know uh, when women say man, they're trying to define men. You know this is what a man does. This is a real man, right? But dude is is more. Um, I think it's more casual familiar and um but they're but then now they're going after the word dude so yeah. you know just just be pay attention that when they say dude or dude bro or bro they're um there is a uh, they're trying to erode those words so that they lose well, their positive, positive yeah anything yeah, about men that's positive it's basically about eroding them so that they're no longer seen that way and when you if you get to a point where you hear the word dude and you think of it ironically like oh you know like totally not that then yeah the the conditioning has worked on you okay years before i attended a women's ski camp in aspen colorado and i liked how the women in my group encouraged one another without razzing or one-upping or throwing down gauntlets Oh, God, she likes that false bullshit. What shit? Oh, well, oh. What women oh, yeah, do. yeah. Encourage one another without razzing or one-upping. Yeah, okay. Instead, they just say things like, oh, no, those pants don't make your ass look fat. <laughs> your ass is already fat, subtext. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Okay, here's, here's the kicker. Kicker. All right. This is, this is the real thesis of this whole goddamn... Milk toast, boring. Uh, your protagonist sucks. Piece. Like I, I have to say, I'm like what a page in. Like this would be a book page. I don't give a fuck about your main character, lady. <laughs> she's a moral coward. She's a miserable person. There's no indication that she's going to learn not to be. Um. Uh, oh. Or, or if there is an indication that she's going to learn not to be, it's going to come with the message. And men did it to me. And <laughs> men did it to me. Ugh. All right, here's the kicker. Here's the thesis. Sure, lots of women are terrible, and men contain multitudes. 
But I don't think it's out of line to say that women, left to their own devices, tend to be more cooperative and supportive than all male or mixed groups. Yeah, okay. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Lady, you find the, 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 the uh, planet of the women where women have created all of the infrastructure through cooperation. You, you find that and then you say that. I pitched the idea to outside, and by early 2020 was set to go in July, after which I planned to put my newfound skills and confidence to work on a three-week hike in the Swedish Arctic. You know what happened instead. What? No, I don't. Did she mean, like, she oh, didn't? Oh, the, the, the pandemic, the, the plan, the, 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 uh, the, the coof, the, the thing. Um, the cl the cleanliness crisis the the uh, yes. sanitation uh, scamaroo shall <laughs> we say um you know what happened instead so there i was a year later than planned buckled into a teensy cessna 185 float plane for a half hour trip next to a hip waitered mustached pilot who looked like he'd been grown in an alaskan bush pilot lab oh yeah, that's so, actually so a nice description can we can I, we can we no let's let's drop this protagonist off and let's let's go and see the adventures of Bush Pilot Man. <laughs> so she, the guy, literally, the only thing he did was he flew her and her friends to where they, well, not her friends, these women that she met that she presumes to have a connection with because of the sisterhood, and, and flew them to a place where they can enjoy their trip, and she still can't leave him alone. He did nothing except had a mustache, which... It's Alaska. Is she not being really aggressive towards him? <laughs> like, I don't think that's the thing, Brian, but he's already more interesting than she is. We took off from Talkeetna under an ominous sky, and I don't think they're, I don't think he's taking her to the place. We haven't even got oh. to the fucking trailhead. We took off from Talkeetna under an ominous sky and passed over forests that quickly vanished as the foothills rose up, turning to tundra. Wow, that's bland. At this latitude, 62 degrees north, the tree line was well under 3,000 feet. Our landing zone was an alpine lake encircled by barren snow streaked mountains, the highest of which was a steep, malevolent looking 5,800 foot tooth of black rock known as Sheep Black Mountain. Who never named that had clearly never seen a sheep. Probably was named because maybe there are mountain sheep on it? He doesn't know what those are. Okay. That's the end of the yeah, article. But I guess the thing I wanted to no, say no, is it's that... not. It is not the end of the article. It's not? It's just the end of the video, friend. Oh, my God. This is just going to... Okay. Yeah, you're yeah, right. We're there like is more. We're like one-fourth in. Yeah, you're right. Oh, no, okay. Brian. There are there pictures. There is more. <laughs> They're just pictures. That's, this is the beginning of the pictures. Oh, look at all the women smiling. Yeah. Some of them don't look crazy. Um, there were five in my group, in our group. Catherine was fresh off guiding two back-to-back -back Denali expeditions. Jennifer was a self-possessed and quietly, quietly game, quietly what? game doctor from Denver. Quietly game. Quietly. Jessica, me, is that is that a is that a adjective? I think Maybe quietly quiet, game. Quietly. She's sort of, she's oh, of making. Cool. Oh, I see. Quietly game. So she was down. Quietly. She's down okay. to things. Jessica, okay. a forester from California, exuded both nonchalant competence and puppyish eagerness. And Jess, there's a lot of J's in this, with huge eyes and delicate features below a buzz cut, had graduated with a degree in Arabic and gender studies and was feeling the way to the future. At 37, I was the oldest. Each of us was traveling alone. 
Oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> but but that doesn't mean that they didn't that that at least some of the other women didn't have men. Um, yeah. Sitting oh, on yes. the lake shore as Catherine started her bear safety talk, I felt anxious, alienated from my stated purpose. When I pitched the story, I'd been curious whether being in an all-female group would make the backcountry less daunting to me. Now everything seemed daunting. Why would men make the backcountry more daunting to you? <laughs> Have you ever been in a place with actual wildlife? I can tell you, walking beside someone who's six foot does not make the wilderness more daunting, sir or madam. Like, do, do you understand the context of wild animals or uh, difficult terrain? Why would someone who is stronger and taller make that, like, can she not just set aside her resentment towards not being a man? Which I think this is like... Like, why would you even, why would you even care to constantly talk about, oh, how it's great that men aren't here? If you, if, the, if you don't have this kind of resentment, okay, it doesn't <laughs> even fucking make sense, this statement. Why would men make the backcountry more daunting? Let's just put it there. Is it because you think some man is going to slit your throat and leave you in a fucking ditch? That doesn't happen very often. Like, preciously less often. You're much more likely to be eaten by a bear. Now everything seemed daunting. My pack, last carried solo truck in Iceland in 2019, felt dauntingly heavy. The van from Anchorage, after we wild, after we wild women, you're not, exhausted <laughs> based small talk, it seemed dauntingly quiet. The van from Anchorage. I think you mean the van ride from from Anchorage. The vast, inhospitable landscape around us. Well, it's only reasonable to be daunted by Australia. Alaska. Alaska. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna run through every fucking A country and <laughs> province and, and it's, state. It's just, it's just the United States. Alaska. I know, I know, but I, I have said <laughs> yeah. I have said Africa, I have said Australia, Australia. and I, I'm, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna make that fuck that I'm Alaska. gonna fuck it up constantly. Yeah. Yes, I know. No, There's I know. no point just, correcting me, but yeah, I know. You know, I'm gonna fuck it up. Um, I, I, when I he, when I hear this, I can't help but imagine this funny version of reality where she and her friends are, you know, they believe that they are roughing it, that they're, they're on this trail and they're backpacking through the wilderness and that there, you know, there's danger around, potentially around every corner. Um, and the one thing they're grateful for, and they're probably all talking to each other about is the, that at least there are no men out here to mansplain to us while we're out here roughing it in the wilds. And meanwhile, while they're like, you know, marveling at some mushroom they discovered or uh, some like small animal that might be a bit like territorial, like a, you know, like a wolverine or maybe just a, a really. No, wolverines are like, no. no. Like well, maybe a squirrel. Even squirrels. I, I, fuck those squirrels. They're like, goddamn yeah, some territorial critter is what I'm saying. Um, but meanwhile, what's really happening is that their trail trip is a bit more like a theme park ride where they walk and there are men who whose job it is to essentially like continuously keep 
the most savage and wild animals as far away from the trail as possible. So they're like fighting off bears, but it's out, it's far away enough from the women that they don't know. <laughs> and I just, it's just this, this thing you imagine the trail path and then there's like, um, a wide berth yeah. around it where there appears to be wildlife and trees and stuff and they can see it and maybe a river. But outside of that, outside at the edge, at the perimeter, are men who work there that are basically like, you know, setting traps and driving away predators. And God knows what's up in Alaska. Wolves, um, you know, maybe some kind of cat uh, that could be really dangerous. Bears, like I said. Um, and they're over here going, we did it, you know, and, and I, I feel like that's basically everything now, too, when it comes to like, you know, women in the um, in the in in modernity, in modern, comfortable, large metropolitan cities saying that they have accomplished something and it's only possible because men on the perimeter are thanklessly keeping them safe so that they can do that stuff, you know. Okay, I went to the Women's March in Washington, D.C. in 2017, and I was just, like, watching this crap and ridiculous, ridiculous nonsense. And then at the end, after all the women had dispersed, and it dispersed really quickly, like, there was, like, lots and lots of women, and then, like, I don't know, 15 minutes later, it was almost empty. And guess who was taking down the soundstage? So literally men... (laughs) built the podium on which the women's march was able to broadcast its message that's like i was just like wow i went up to the guy and i thanked him because i was like i just Mm -hmm. was grinning ear to ear i'm like oh god you ladies are so full of shit you're so full of shit you are you are basically just here to manipulate the very thing you you insist doesn't exist which is men's concern and care for women. Don't be nervous, Catherine said, referring to the bearers. Just be aware. The advice seemed relevant far beyond wildlife. Karen was a soft-spoken, was soft-spoken, and her vibe relaxed. relaxed. She seemed ready to listen, was quick to crack up, and had Guru's way of dropping wisdom bombs. Awareness is ritual, she explained. Our regular lives are so busy and the stimuli are off the charts. You've been accustomed to putting your blinders on. Sometimes we don't even see the animals running around right in front of us. Yes, they're built to blend in, but we're also not tuned to these micro-movements. One of the biggest pieces in comfortably and safely enjoying these remote places is just being aware. That's the ritual. That's the practice. How is that not, you know, man? Like, what's the difference between that it's a woman. and if a, if a man says it? Yeah, that's it. Like, it's still... Whatever. <laughs> yeah, woman, and I, also I find it funny because she says uh, she wants to make it so that people are not the odd guy odd woman out who doesn't know anything, and yet in order to teach them, <laughs> yeah, you know, <laughs> okay. And I also find it funny because uh, you know uh, I guess this will be a bit of a brag, but around here there's like uh, all kinds of animals, you know. Yeah, uh, wolves, badgers, and incidentally, this is why I say wolverines are not like some small a badger could take your fucking leg off. Um, and uh, you know, when I was running or walking, sometimes I'd come upon them. Like for once, I was running around the the uh, the lake, which was when I I did run. I don't do it anymore, but 
Um, I was in those toe shoes, so I was going pretty quiet. Mm-hmm. And up ahead of me, there was a wolf who's just trotting along the trail. Hadn't noticed me, so I was like running behind it. And I'm like, okay, well, this is probably not a good idea to run past it because it might startle it, might make it get aggressive. Yeah. So just as I was about to shout out to it, to just to be like, yeah, hey, human here, uh, it noticed me and slunk off into the uh, underbrush. So that was that was fun. But, um, you know, it's like, uh, yeah, I guess that is a city thing. You just aren't aware of what's going on around you. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't think the advice is bad. Um, no. But I think this woman would think it was if it came from a man. Same yeah. word for word, same thing. You know, wouldn't matter. Yeah. Okay. Let's get to uh, I got I got some one. I got some super chats. I don't oh, know if yeah, you and to also, read those. Yeah, let's let's go through the super chats. I also have some thank yous to give out because there are a few people who have put some shekels in the hat. And if you would like to join them, please go to feedthebadger.com so that you can be part of the thank yous that will be commencing shortly. Anyway, do your super chats. I'm gonna I'm gonna start a tea for myself, if that's okay. All right. Like I need uh, more caffeine yeah. if you can't tell. Not a problem. Right. Ah, just like a woman. Um all right, so super chats. Amasang gives us five dollars and says, "Growing up in rural New Hampshire, it scares me how naive a lot of urban folk are regarding the dangers of the wilderness. Creature comforts cause complacency." That's true, but you don't even have to. You know, the dangers of the wilderness could literally be like you know, uh, uneven ground or a steep hill. It doesn't even have to be like animals um, or predators or whatever. Like. You can just, you know, get like poison oak or something if you don't, if you're not ready or ticks, you know, um, whatever. And uh, yeah, I, I, I think that people are really naive when it comes to that. Amasang gives us $5 and says, wait a minute, what am I talking about? Forget your bears and mooses. There are be vampires in Alaska. Um, I don't get it, but are you referring to 30 Days of Night, that movie from the early 2000s? Albert Nada Retro gives us $5 Canadian and says, time to choose what's worse, this or The Handmaid's Tale. Handmaid's Tale is worse because it is a cultural disease. This is an article that we are probably like the second person to read. And the first was the author. (laughs) So I guess if I was to measure it by cultural impact, which is what I think makes something worse than something else, yeah, easy one, Handmaid's Tale. Okay, Allison, um, are you back? Do the thank yous? Is not. All right, I'll just keep reading then in the meantime. As Drizzle fell and Sheep Back Mountain disappeared into the clouds, Catherine said she would set aside time for us every morning before we left camp to meditate or journal. Or, her recommendation, just sit outside and stare at something. Maybe only a patch of ground. Noticing. Kind of like how uh, J.R. Tolkien wouldn't shut up about that one bush in The Hobbit. For several pages. That can start to give you more familiarity and understanding of your environment, she said. And then you're more comfortable. You're more confident and you can do bigger and bigger things if you want. That doesn't have to be your goal, 
But if you want to go to more remote areas and maybe stay a little longer, go a bit farther, then you'll be able to just because you're seeing. And um, <clears throat> that's the end of that paragraph. Again, maybe, well, I don't know. It, it, it's a woman who said it, so that makes it okay. Flash the Mystic gives us $5 and says, This just in, a new breed of horned badger takes the leg of entite, ahem, esteemed feminist. End quote. Thank you for the super chat. Uh, appreciate it. All right. I I'm felt. Back. Oh, okay. All right. What You want to do the thank yous then? Uh, yes, I will do the thank you. So if you guys want to join these very, very generous supporters, please go to feedthebadger.com. You can follow the pop-ups or feedthebadger.com slash projects slash badger dash media dash blitz. So I want to thank, uh, B R. Uh, how am I going to say this? Uh, B-R-A. That's just the first letters of your email. For $5. Thank you, B-R-A. Thank you. Uh, I want to thank... Sisk uh, like Inu. Sits like Inu. Uh, I assume that's not your name. For 100 bucks. Thank you, six Sits like Inu. China. And... Uh, <laughs> Morton Wick 3 for 10 bucks. I really hope that's not your name. Morton Wick 3. Uh, ten bucks. Thank you, uh, John Morton Wick's Wick. brother. John Wick. Yeah, John Wick's brother. Um, so uh, yeah, thank you. If you would like to join them, uh, once again, that's at feedthebadger.com, or you can follow you can follow the pop ups. You can go to feedthebadger.com slash project slash badger dash media dash blitz. Let's see where we are. Oh, also, uh, before this show, Meredith G gave us two hundred dollars. So thank wow. you, Meredith G. Uh, All right. Am I saying that I'm better than you? I guess I'm going a little further than you are. Yeah, I'm fucking better than you. Okay, much better than you. <laughs> you are garbage. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Meredith so G at... is better than you. That's why I'm saying that. Yeah. Yeah, we're all saying that Meredith G is better uh, than. No, you. Not, not not really. She. No, well, no. she is. Cool. There are no better thans. You're all, you're all wonderful. Uh, but if what? you would like to join, if you would like to join our generous supporters, please go to feedthebadger.com. All right, let's uh, let's go back to this wonderful piece of <clears throat> literature and its amazing, scintillating protagonist that we all care so fucking much about. <laughs> all, all right, shall right. I keep going? Do you want um, to do a paragraph? Yeah, I can do a paragraph. I felt a little yeah. green tendril unfurl inside me. I used oh to want to see like that, to do bigger things. How, how old is this woman? She sounds like she's 14. Um, no, it's not just that. It's just terrible, right? Her journal. Her journal. I felt a green tendril unfurl inside me. <laughs> really? Really? Maybe. Oh, <laughs> yes. Who the fuck maybe, reads your books? Maybe I still did. One by one, we talked about what we thought our strengths and weaknesses were and what we hoped to get out of this trip. We talked about what we thought our strengths and weaknesses were and we and what we hoped to get out of this trip. We all thought we brought some version of stamina or toughness to the table. Weakness included inexperience, lack of confidence, and distractibility. 
We wanted to develop self-assurance and become better navigators. I said I wanted to work on risk assessment and reconnect with my atrophied intrepidness. Jessica, the forester, and Jennifer, the doctor, wanted to not think about work. Jess wanted to be present and learn to trust herself more. This, this is so like Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. Like, <laughs> so, I, oh my God, I, I couldn't be around these people. A man in the company of these women would be driven insane. And he wouldn't get laid. So that, that's not even like on the table. No, he would. Depends <laughs> Maybe on, uh, depends on how he conducted himself. He would probably be fucking every single one of them. Um, yeah. As long as he was aloof, um, stoic, uh, very uh, difficult to read, yeah. and um, <laughs> yeah, exactly, uh, did not did maybe, not take their shit. And, maybe really uh, disagreeable. Yeah, somewhat disagreeable. Treated them like children. He would probably have his penis inside every four, all five <laughs> of them. And his only problem would be to manage those expectations so he doesn't end up with a. Oh, he he didn't he wasn't mine on the trip. I had to share him. Oh my god, I was raped. Yeah, uh, post um, post con- consent withdrawal of consent. Like seriously, these these women are not difficult to fuck, Brian. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't want <laughs> you to. Just, uh, you yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, you wouldn't yeah. want to. No, you would be like, please give no. me the bears. I'll go. I'll go run with the bears instead of these women. Yeah, but. Uh, but these, these, I, I don't think, I think people have this in per- perception that women like these are difficult to have sex with. They are not, um, you just have to approach them in the correct way. Yep. Um, and, uh, yeah, like, uh, uh, for some reason, I guess people think that women like me, I mean, I'm not talking about Karen because Karen is actually, you know, pretty liberal. Bertine and her and her sexual interests, uh, but pick me's in general. They're supposedly sluts as well, but that's not really the case. Um, mm-hmm. At least in my experience. But I mean, really, like these 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 people, these women are going to respond to a certain type of man, and all you have to do is be that type of man. And you probably would get each of them. But the question is, do you want them? Well, that's why I'm, yeah, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't, and, and a man, I mean, they're not, I'm not saying they're ugly. I just think they're probably like borderlines. Um, and I think that that's going to be a problem. Them, so yeah. Maybe <laughs> <It's>... <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Uh, okay. let me see. Where are we? Where are we? Where are we? Uh, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to find where I left off. So, <clears throat> Um, yeah, we shouldered our packs and set off around the lake, aiming for a saddle on Sheepback's flank. Half an hour later, we stopped to put on rain gear. This was Monday. Until Friday, just before the plane came to get us, not an hour would pass without rain or snow. The temperature would hover in the low to mid-30s. The conditions were suboptimal for sure, but my anxiety had abated almost as soon as we started walking. I remembered how hiking emptied out my brain, how satisfying it was to fill the days with completion of unnecessary of, of necessary tasks and achievable goals. At our first campsite, just over the saddle, 
we pitched our tents and set up the kitchen, fashioned from a tarp laid over hiking poles. While the wind flung sheets of rain at us, the three Jays okay. and I huddled in our bare barrels while Catherine cooked pad thai. So uh, there is a kitchen joke there. I'm not going to tell it. Okay, okay I got I, I have a, a pupper, a pupper, a very, very young pupper who's indicating he needs to pee. So I may have to dart out Step for a away. sec uh, and uh, and uh, come back really quick. Sorry, guys. Like um, the, right. the 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 dog is quite young, so he sort of needs to go every hour. I'll be right back. <laughs> okay. So yeah, they uh, set up a kitchen and they got to work. Uh, let me read the super chats here. Uh, Great indoors, nineteen seventy nine, gives us five euros and says. Wild woman stares at details of patch of ground to become aware of her surroundings. Literally ignores the reality of 50% of the human population. Uh, Egregious Charles gives us $5 and says they are difficult to have sex with and retain one's decency and self-respect. Yeah. Um, it's, it's harder to say no. That's why I think it's worthy of more praise, actually. Uh, the next day, Catherine suggested we take turns navigating in pairs using both a paper topographical map and one that had been downloaded to the Gaia GPS app. Oh, that's really roughing it, ladies. For offline use, Jessica and I led off, tasked with steering the group around the rear of Sheepback to the edge of a glacier where Jennifer and Jess would take over. From camp, a ridge obscured two lakes we wanted to skirt before entering a region of, according to the map, innocuous-seeming contour lines that ended at a white blotch of ice. This is all very boring. The ridge appeared to be the most direct route, though it meant climbing a jumble of boulders, or we could try detouring blindly downhill around a spur of rock. Jessica and I looked at Catherine. She shrugged. It was up to us. We started to climb. Man wouldn't have let me do that. Um, and then they took another picture. It's, it's so weird. It's like first world women trying to go on an adventure. But a part of me still feels like it's, it's all very curated. So it's not real. Like it, you know, like when, when we were discovering new lands and we didn't know much about the world. And so we would land on some other country that we've never seen before that may have had terrain we've never seen before. And we don't know what the dangers could be. And so the explorer would go out and, and you know, try to see what was out there. I feel like that was real adventure because he didn't know what was going on. But this is like, I'm not, I'm not, I don't know, like I'm not um, against it, obviously. There's lots of like trails here where we live and Lindsay likes to walk on them. And, you know, maybe just being closer to nature is enough by itself. So I'm not necessarily like ragging, but I wouldn't also like make it into something far roman more romantic than it actually is. Like people probably go on this hiking path all the time. And, you know, if the only reason you do it is to escape, especially if you're used to the city, um, then yeah, maybe that's its own reward, but you don't necessarily have to like make it into this big 
it's not as risky as you think is I guess what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm like, you know, it's not literally the unknown. It's not like the new world. It's, it's not some place you've never seen. Uh, maybe, maybe you've never seen it, but it's not like, you know, undiscovered per se. So, but anyway, that's a picture. Um, I'll read the next paragraph while Allison's out with the dog. <clears throat> At the start of the trip, Catherine had presented two possible routes for the remaining four days. The choice would be ours to make as a group. One route was a loose loop around Sheepback Mountain, ending where we started and totaling about 15 miles. It's not even that much distance. The other, which Catherine had never done, was longer, well over 20 miles, and would mean getting packed up or picked up from a different lake. Although the mileage didn't sound crazy, she stressed that the trek would be a significant physical challenge with full days of lengthy slogs through boggy terrain and would involve crossing a series of peaks. But regardless of where we ended up, today's trek would be the same. So we had until the next morning to decide. All right, let me read your super chats and then... Uh... Yeah, I'm back. Okay. Currently, uh, Pucho... Uh, he's he's teething, so I think he wanted to get an icicle for his jaws. Uh, poor yeah. guy. Uh, but he did not have to go to the bathroom. I know this is of, of deep interest to the people watching, but <laughs> fortunately, life it's, goes on, right? It's more interesting than the article we're reading. So, um, yeah. Meredith G gives us five dollars and says, "If they can make pad Thai in the tent, this is definitely a curated experience. No pad Thai in real camping." Lindsay says, no, well, you can't. Imagine what attack every freaking bear within like 10 miles. Wait, wait, hold on. What was that? I said it would probably attract no, no, a wait. whole bunch of damn bears. It could, but I'm talking to Lindsay. She, she was saying something. I'm packed. Yeah. You can... oh. oh, okay. All right. Backpacking food. Well, that still sounds kind of high tech, though. Yeah. They're not, they're not exactly hunting their own food, is what I'm saying. No, not, we don't expect them to be doing that, though, Brian. Yeah, I know, I know. That wouldn't be fair. Um, it's like I said, like, if we, we it, it's, there's no shame in accepting that, you know, you are someone who lives in the city, you're around, you know, concrete and steel all day, every day, and then you want to escape and get reconnected to nature. There's nothing wrong with that. Even if you do, you know, bring as many modern conveniences with you as you can, like your cell phones and your GPSs and your, you know, pad thai. Um, but, but you can't then treat it like, you know, this extreme experience at the same time. And maybe your idea of what it is to be experiencing something extreme is skewed by the fact that you are used to living in relative modern comfort. Um, it, it still just kind of rings a little bit hilarious to like, you know, overly romanticize the survival aspect um, while also talking about having pad thai. So mm -hmm. I, I'll, that's all. That's all. Just, just, you know, your expectations, temper them. Um, <laughs> so I got another right, super chat. One more oh, super chat. Josh. Did you get a few? Yeah. What was that? All right. I thought you got a few, but maybe I've missed when you actually talked about them. So. I, I read. Yeah, I read oh. them all. Uh, Josh Chasen gives us five dollars and says feminist crass banted breath or baited breath. 
sociopathic argument against other gender neutral word dude. Sheila, yeah, I totally blank that dude. Okay, thank you, Josh Chasen. I don't really follow that super chat very well, but maybe I read it wrong. All right. <clears throat> the rest of the day was brutal. In nine hours, we covered only five miles. I've backpacked 20 miles in a day and been less smoked. Those nice fat contour lines disguised an undulating hellscape of heaped up rain slick boulders. Elsewhere, we kicked footholds to climb slopes of brittle snow, sometimes crashing through to knee-deep slush or running meltwater. The valleys and ridges were disorienting. At one point, I led everyone triumphantly to a spot I thought would be just uphill from our objective, the glacier, but dissolved in the dismay when I realized we were actually overlooking the same cirque that we'd just climbed out of. I'd engineered a pointless detour on an already grueling day. Okay, that was that paragraph. Do you want to do the next one? Well, I just wanted to point out, okay, I can't say the group was delighted with my mistake, but they didn't say anything to make me feel worse and brushed off my apologies. No one gets it right all the time, Catherine said. Okay, you nearly killed us, but yeah, it's okay. That's, <laughs> I uh, wonder, that's, that's okay. Yeah, I think all of these little uh, encounters or incidents where Catherine says something are meant to build her case um, that for whatever reason, when Catherine says it, it's not mansplaining. So I wonder if that's the purpose of all these little, like, and then this happened, and here's what Catherine did, and then this happened, and here's what we did, and then at the end, it's like, a man wouldn't have done that, uh, or something, I don't know. I guess, I don't know. So, you want to keep going, or should I do the next one? note that it's like uh, her most critical takeaway from this is that she didn't feel bad about it or they didn't make her feel bad about it like uh how did you feel about it like did you like endeavor to actually do better um <laughs> did you did you did you have a concern holy shit i could have we could have died you know if, if i had if we got lost like was there any sense of risk at all and you taking responsibility for that risk this is why female characters are boring to read about. Yeah. Like, there's, there's no sense. They have no sense of responsibility to others. Okay? Yep. No sense of the, the, the gravitas of their actions. No sense that they might be a danger to others and need to, uh, you need to, need to be able to moderate their behavior because their behavior might have consequences on other people. And not just, oh, I made Sally feel bad because I didn't compliment her hideous whatever. I mean, real consequences on others. Like uh, sexual trauma or abuse or people die. And this is, this is something that always gets to me with, with women. Like, for example, there was a woman who commented on, and I'll have to say that the, the military veterans were, had great forbearance for this woman. But she was commenting on... Uh, a thread that was discussing issues of trauma based on military experiences. And she said that she understood what it was like to be traumatized in the military because she had experienced a gang rape, or she alleged that she had experienced a gang rape. And um, I'm like reading this and I'm like, no, that's something that was done to you. 
That wasn't something you did or failed yeah. to do. That there's a there's a categorical different level of trauma there. Things that are that are done to you. I you know like I understand that people worry about that and I I also worry about that particularly when it comes to the government and its current hysteria for authoritarianism but things that are done to you it's a different kind of trauma relative to having to murder people or feeling like you were incapable of saving your friend who died those kinds of traumas different very different and you don't understand that you understand yep. the trauma of all oh, things could happen to me which is actually a very privileged position to be in because that means you don't have a sense of responsibility or a sense of understanding how your actions can have very negative effects in the world around you and taking responsibility and and understanding that like like peterson says you know that there's a monster and you have to make take responsibility for it women don't understand that and they don't understand the trauma of that and how devastating it can be and they think well, they come up to military veterans and they say things like, oh, I've been gang raped, so I understand. No, you don't. This is a trauma you do not understand. You don't even understand to the point of realizing that what you're talking about is categorically different. Um. Anyway, but this is yeah. like Catherine's right there, too. I mean, she's not thinking about <laughs> what could or not Catherine, uh, Maggie. She's not thinking about what could have happened. Yeah. And I don't know if Catherine's doing her any favors by being like, oh, no, no one gets it right all the time. Um, uh, by not telling her, you know, look at what you did and figure out where you went wrong. Because yep. the next time you might not have a wiggle room. You know, you, you might not have, it might not be in a situation where there's a lot of buffer. You know, might, next time it might be devastating. But anyway... Let's continue. Oh, right. oh, I'll continue. Okay. The rain and snow were relentless. When I made fists, water poured from my gloves. In terms of scenery, we mostly saw what appeared to be the inside of a cloud, crossing the glacier on the other... Th the other three non-Catherines fell repeatedly. I was, fate, I was spared by grippy boots. Shout out to La Sportiva. Okay, I guess that's the <laughs> ad. Jessica sliced her hand on the ice. Jess's rain gear became saturated early on, and she stayed soaked and shivering the rest of the trip. Our granola bars froze. Everyone struggled to stay hydrated because no one, wanted to pee, no one wanted to pee and sleep. Everyone struggled to stay hydrated because no one wanted to pee and sleep. Uh, no, you're not struggling to stay hydrating. You're refusing to stay. Like, where was your agent? Where did your agency go there, lady? Like, you just what disappeared. Is, yeah. You mean everyone refused to drink properly because they didn't want to be uncomfortable and peeing and sleep. Did you, did you see that sentence? Yes, I do. Yes. Yes, of course. The whole thing, like I said, you know, oh, I got these fancy boots. Oh, our, our, our granola bars are frozen. Uh, you know, it. <laughs> it's so it's just funny to me. Catherine advised, dig the extra layer out of your pack. Go pee. Riley, I remember how I'd said one of the, my strengths was toughness. Was I tough? How could you tell? the average temperature in this place in july alaska they said it was like it? in the 30s no they said it was like in the 30s that time inlet uh, okay that's 30s fahrenheit 30s fahrenheit yeah i don't know what that is in celsius i'm sorry Air. it's below zero i believe they're whining about negative one 
<laughs> what? What the fuck is this shit? This is negative one? Are you, yeah. you're whining about a goddamn summer trek at negative one degrees Celsius? Are you shitting me? Are you fucking shitting me? That's like short sleeves weather for fuck's sake. My, oh. Yeah, outside, okay. outside should be embarrassed that they printed this article. Like oh literally, this is what God. I mean. Like the people who read this, this website or magazine, there are outdoorsy types. So they're like, you know, far more better built for this shit than, than I am. Um, and the fact an that this is even type. in here is hilarious. I'm not even an outdoorsy type, and I'm like, yeah, negative one is not really, like, what are you fucking whining about? Negative one. Yeah, it's rainy. That makes it miserable, sure. Yeah. But really, what? Just, it's, that's hoodie weather. Mm-hmm. Well, there is, there is snow, but they're in the mountain, so. Yeah, it's probably pretty cold, but. Yeah. Uh, I mean, snow and ice and snow and rain is going to make that more miserable. But uh, yeah, that's not. Um, this is like some mild misery. Mm-hmm. Okay. Everyone wanted did everyone wa- struggled to stay hydrated because no one wanted to pee and sleep. You know. Okay. You don't struggle because you're making a choice. This sentence doesn't even make any sense. Everyone struggled. Okay, but you're making the choice not to drink because you don't want to go out and pee. So you're struggling with your own inability. You're not str- struggles implies some external thing. Yep. You mean everyone resisted drinking because no one wanted to go out, wanted to pee and sleep. That is the statement that would incorporate your agency, not discorporate it. Do the things you don't want to do, Catherine advised. Boy, I'm feeling bad for Catherine. <laughs> Take the extra layer out of your pack. Go pee. Riley, I remembered how I'd said one of my strengths was toughness. Was I tough? No, you're not. How could you tell? I was miserable. At least I was still moving. Oh my god, if you just if you just curled up into a ball and forced the other women to carry your worthless ass. Oh I can't carry it for you! But I can't carry you! This is this is women's version of the trip. Yes, yes, this is the women's version of of Sam and Frodo, like trying to climb the mountain to get into the the the, the lake of fire to, to cast the ring. <laughs> Going through the the swamps with people's bodies, which is definitely based on the trenches. Back before I'd gotten myself you know, into this, you imagine Sam writing about his like you know climbing the mountain. And like doing it in the, in this in these terms. Well, it wasn't fun, but you know, I had to do. I got. I guess I got it done. I was moving. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean that in that case, it would sound really underplayed. Yeah, exactly, uh, exactly. <laughs> their granola bars are frozen, which I don't know. <laughs> the Lambus bread is frozen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> A negative five, five, one, two, eh? Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. Back before, oh my god. 
Oh my God. All this pain. Oh God. Back before I'd gotten myself into this, I thought how the language we were using for interacting with the wilderness was had traditionally been aggressive, masculine, conquering, slaying, bagging. Of course, that's oh, all hubris and nonsense. You can't conquer a mountain or a river or any wild place. <laughs> oh, lady, you're such a fucking. Conquering, slaying, bagging. Oh, you are such. <laughs> you, I, I, okay. Do you know why human beings use those terms? Because nature is terrifying. Yeah. You know, and no, you can't conquer a mountain or river or wild, but being able to actually navigate it, being able to survive in in nature is conquering. Okay, you dumbass. Mm -hmm. A landform has no capacity to yield, to admit surrender, to be anything but indifferent to our little footprints. It takes a deeply silly species to frame its relationship to its environment in terms of combat. Oh, God. Would you stop? <laughs> Would you <laughs> what did you, when you climbed the mountain, were you going with nature? <laughs> like, were you, what, were you, so, what, did nature give it, you enthusiastic consent? Yeah, it takes a deeply silly species to frame its relationship to its environment in terms of combat. The best we can do is Open. that we can hope for is to go safely into the wilderness and come out again just to be there and pass through. Please, Mother Gaia, allow us to pass through your, your womb of nature so that we might survive. Let's speak to the moon goddess and the earth queen and and meanwhile, men are just out there raping it, you know, just raping it with their walking and their hunting and all of that. I mean, really, this is how you're going to frame this? Okay, whatever. Um, <laughs> this person is a freaking tard. Uh, <laughs> just, uh, okay, eventually at 8.30 p.m., we found ourselves at the top of a steep and hugely unappealing slope of wet boulders. A few hundred feet above the lake that was supposed to be our campsite. You know, the fact that she, I don't know what she gets out of this, but, you know, to, to have triumph at being able to overcome your physical limitations uh, by testing yourself against a slope or whatever and say, I conquered this. Everybody knows you didn't literally fucking level it with dynamite. You, <laughs> you fucking Or defeat it in a duel to the death. Or defeat it in with, a duel? With knives. We all know that it's, it's shorthand for saying you conquered your own inability and fear. Yeah. Okay? Draw it's, your oh, pistol, fact, mountain. <laughs> draw your pistol. Shoot out at moon, mountain. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have man. come to test your strength, <laughs> Trail. <laughs> You're mine. <laughs> yeah, I know. Jennifer it, stared a... hesitantly at the map, looking for another way down. Something to think about in situations like this, Catherine said, is how to wrap the band-aid but safely. You know, <clears throat> Catherine, you're not giving much practical advice. You're just dropping Yoda-isms. <laughs> um, I wouldn't want to go on a camping trip with you. And like, I personally wouldn't want to do that in any way because I feel no need. Like I, you know, I just, if I want to go out into the wilderness, I just walk the corridor between my house and the badger cave and the wind whistling off of the prairie makes it feel like it's like tw negative 20 degrees colder than it actually is. 
And after about five minutes of that, I'm like, yep, I love inter... I love... I love central heating. <laughs> so this is not something that I would do, but if I were to do it, I would not do it with this woman based on how she's being described here. Yeah. Where are the practical steps? You know, what's the practical information? Maybe she doesn't want to put it into this article, but there isn't even any implication that how to rip the Band-Aid off. Well, what do you mean by ripping the Band-Aid off when you're talking about uh, finding a pathway down? I'm sorry, hmm. I don't speak metaphorical mountain woman and mount, woman earring ease or whatever the fuck you're talking. <laughs> Giving the hour and our exhaustion, the most important thing was finding the fastest way down. Look for a ramp, she said, then look for another ramp. Okay, well, there's practical. I, yeah, I take I'm it sure. back. Catherine, you're, you're doing better than I thought. Sorry, I, I prejudged you, possibly because you're with this lippet of a human being <laughs> who, who doesn't like literally you, uh, maggie let me explain this to you when you focus on how your actions affect the world around you when you focus on your agency celebrating your own agency is cool it's fun okay mm -hmm. so you say i conquered that mountain that's a celebration of your own ability you don't understand that because you seem to have a really negative relationship to your own agency, which is why you say things like, everyone struggled to stay hydrated because no one wanted to pee and sleep. Yeah, no, you didn't struggle. You resisted. You chose to not drink because you didn't want to be uncomfortable. You weren't struggling against anything. Struggling implies an external force. And your discomfort is not an external force. It is internal to you, ladies. It is internal to you. Okay. Yep. This is this is this this is real insight into women's minds, don't you think? The way that she framed that discomfort as something that was almost external to herself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even though, you know, it's like uh, the the discomfort of of drinking and then having to pee is external to me. No. It is something you choose. Okay, not something that's forced on you. All right, whatever. One of the reasons why it's good to be a man. The world is our urinal. Yeah. Um, <laughs> bit by right. bit. Where were we? Oh. I'm, I'm going forward. I'm going forward. Yeah, yeah. It's okay, okay. I'm moving us forward. I'm, I'm ripping the Band-Aid off, Brian. <laughs> yeah, please. It, it was Big exactly zero fun, but then it was over. In the morning, everyone but Catherine felt like we'd been run over by a train. Catherine's probably like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> my, my morning walk she's probably, is killing these women. She's probably used to, like, you know, she's, because uh, she's the guide, right? So she's yeah, an Alaskan, she so she's an Alaskan woman that's accustomed to this stuff. So she's probably used to, like, these, you know, city women that come in thinking that it's going to be, you know, like uh, Sarah Jessica Parker and friends. Or, or, you know, like the girls, was that the show Girls on HBO? And they're just going to like bond over their, you know, mutual disdain for men. And Catherine is going to be like their brave leader and, you know, wise Yoda figure, as you as you put it. But Catherine's probably used to doing this all the time. And for her, it's like, you know, all these bitches are annoying. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why they keep hiring me. Actually, wait, she started this company. So she knew that she would basically attract these kinds of women that that make pretty good money. They live in big cities. 
and they don't have men or they don't want to be around men sometimes and she can make money off of them. That's why she started the all-female guiding company. It's a grift. <laughs> Doesn't actually believe what they might believe. Just saw an opportunity to make some money off of them. I mean, that's my guess. So I don't know. Uh, all right, I'll read the next part because Allison's quiet. I don't know. Oh, why. I've been muted. I've been muted. I was gonna say oh. there's no indication that's necessarily a grift. She's just providing a service. Like you know, she's gonna make money somehow, right? Um, and I don't think she actually just does exclusively female tours. I think that she just allows people to accept exclusively female tours. There was no indication that that's all she does, Brian. No, yeah, it's fine. Uh, um, fair enough. Yeah. She just strikes me as someone who's not like the other women. I'll just put it that way. Oh, she probably isn't. Also, no. with the exception of Catherine, we'd all torn the butts of our rain pants and wound up with matching patches of duck, pink duct tape patterned with rainbows and unicorns. Are what? you shitting me? <laughs> Yeah, I was using. I was originally using it to decorate my journal, my diary. Oh my <laughs> Rainbows and all unicorns. Right, all right. No, it's okay. I'd probably do that too, but I would never tell anyone about it. The time had come. I like rainbows and unicorns, but you know, I would not advertise that I had rainbow and unicorn duct tape. The time had like, come to commit to our route. Yeah. What? Oh, I, I was I was gonna say something stupid. It's okay. Oh yeah, no, it's just hanging over my head. The time <laughs> has come to go to our route. Jessica and I said we'd like the idea of having a destination of going for the lower lake, despite the extra mileage and sketchy terrain. Jennifer was neutral. Jess, who was having knee pain and could not keep warm because she had only damp layers to wear, worried that she would move so slowly she'd be a burden. Um. Okay. I wonder what they're gonna choose, but. From what I would say, from what I'm thinking, or my own experience, you should go with Jess, because you should always go with the person who has the greatest mobility issues and what they are capable of doing. Not, um, you don't, you don't go with, oh, uh, you don't go with the person who's most capable, you go with the person who's the least capable. Or, um, if you're really roughing it, you leave her. Maybe like no. cut her legs so that it gets the attraction of, of bears and that way you're no longer being, it'll put them off your scent and then you'll be able okay, to get no, back no, no, no. to civilization. It, <laughs> That's what you it do. may sound a bit harsh, but I'm just saying when it comes down to decision it. Made. <laughs> we do the shorter route. Okay. How was the decision made? They would do the shorter route. Okay. But okay. But I'm trying to figure out how they made this decision. She was worried that she would move so slowly she'd be a burden. Okay, that's not a fucking practical decision. Ugh. Decision made. We do the shorter route, circling down through the rolling tundra to, initial, to our initial landing zone. There was no grumbling, no cajoling, no hemming and hawing, only appreciation that Jess had given the information needed to make a choice that served the group. <laughs> uh, women are programmed to be agreeable in both overt and subtle ways, Catherine said, but if you don't speak up, then you don't get a say. Damn, uh, Catherine's red-pilled. <laughs> yeah, she's red-pilled. Yeah. Well, well at, at the very least... Say, what? Um, well, at least, at least she understands that there's something more than people's comfort that needs to be considered. Although, mm. the way that they made the decision, I do not understand it. Because it would, should have just been a practical... Um, 
Oh, they did it. It was a democracy. They voted. No, no. Jess had the final say, which is exactly what should have happened because he oh, was, okay. she was the one with the, the like, you, you make a decision based on who has the least amount of mobility, not the most. And they did. Mm. I'm just wondering if it was a broken clock is right twice a day situation or if they understood the logic of it. I don't know. Well, that yeah, that's just it, though. Was this decision based on what's practical or was it based on, you know, hearing? Feels. Yeah, like l listening to all voices and. I don't know, whatever, like some woman shit. <laughs> you know what would be funny? I would lay odds that if they were in a group of men, they would have already picked up that Jess was having trouble. She Probably had to say much it. earlier on. Yeah. Yeah. From what I've seen, like, uh, you know, they would have picked up on it and they would have just accommodated it from what I've seen about how men cooperate <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah. Girls and women have rituals of awareness, whether they want this is like a quote from whether they want them or not. And long practice at assessing risk and identifying exits. Oh, God, you're a dick. Lady. <laughs> oh, my. OK. All right. That was just like a pulled out quote. Now let's get to the context of that quote. When I first talked to Catherine, I, oh, I hope it's not Catherine who said that. I hope not. I'm going to really lose a lot of it. It'll be the only I, character that's character. somewhat likable. Yeah, it, I know. It, and then she turns out to be a cunt, too. <laughs> when I first talked to Catherine, she said that she'd always had the best conversations in the Wild Women trips. During the quiet van ride up from Anchorage, I'd been skeptical. As it happened, we were all just low-key people who needed time to open up. Something unhurried hours huddled in the cook tent every day. We had that. We talked about whether we were introverts or extroverts, about how introversion and shyness were different but often confused. We talked about birth control and egg freezing. What? About challenge and karaoke, about mental health and the quest for the right antidepressants, about past trips to other places, Whoa. about being underestimated. We got into our families, our jobs, our significant others. Jessica told her about her undergraduate thesis on ground squirrels and her master's thesis on jellyfish and about her indomitable mother who'd migrated from Taiwan while pregnant and raised her alone. She told me a story from her training as a firefighter where the instructor had presented a cohort with a closed door and asked how they'd get through it. Uh, the men all talked about breaking it open, breaking it down, crashing through it. Jessica had suggested trying the knob. Uh, okay, was it locked? Inevitably, we talked about men. Oh, uh -oh. boy. Oh, boy. Okay, so we're about to hear a whole bunch of bullshit about the inside of these women's own head. Remember, there are no men around. There are, not, there are no men around. This is all women. I'm guessing, I'm guessing that each one of these women has a trash can in their head, and that's what they refer to when they use the word man. <laughs> Inevitably, we got to talking about men. The men in our lives, but also men, the concept. I mentioned the guy at the bar at Anchorage who pushed at my politeness until he boxed me into rejecting him. And Jess said that on the same night, a group of men who followed back to the hotel heckling her about her close-cropped hair. We're going to stalk you, sweetheart, one yelled. Both girls and women have rituals of awareness, whether they want them or not, and long practice at asserting, assessing risk, and identifying exit strategies. Some that translates naturally to the wilderness, bear spray is not so different from pepper spray I carry at home in Los Angeles. But some of us are also burdened with the baggage of fear. Oh, God. <laughs> We're going to stalk you, sweetheart. When society's liquidates, just leave these women to eating their cats in their apartment buildings. Just leave them. 
And just, just, just fucking leave them. Let, <laughs> let them, let them have their femtopia by themselves. When society liquidates, they can build it. Yeah. God, I fucking hate this. <laughs> We're gonna I'm, stalk you. Yeah, things that didn't happen for. Now I. You okay, know, even if he said all, it, he could have been joking with her because if she was man, acting. Yeah, go yeah, ahead. Yeah, it could have been aggressive joking, meaning nothing. A person, a man who's going to actually do something to you isn't going to announce it. Yeah. Because surprise and, and ambush is, you know, real predators use surprise and ambush. But men, the concept. So how come men, the concept doesn't include the guy who flew you to your little tete-a-tete mm -hmm. with, the, with the girls in the mountains? Okay, how come it doesn't include the men who built the road that you drove on? How come it doesn't include the men who built the sewers and then in the essential heating and maintain every 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 single luxury you have? How come it doesn't include all the men who helped to make your life safe, the policemen, the firemen, the soldiers? Okay? How come it doesn't include those men? Because I see a huge omission, and I will tell you, I will remind you ladies that men are far, far, far more likely to save you from danger than to be a danger to you. Fucking ungrateful. Yeah. When I asked why everyone had been drawn to an all-woman trip, no one said anything having much to do with women right away. The dates worked for Jennifer. Jess's dad had picked it out for her. But when I said I felt more comfortable doing things that intimidated me with women than with men, mm. no one pretended not to know exactly what I meant. Jennifer said she worried a little that people would assume a woman's backpack trip was easier, like hitting off the red tees in a golf course. <laughs> I wondered if squeamishness came along with trying to mitigate the intimidation factor, if we felt deep down like preferring the company of other women was some kind of cop-out. If you want to be with other women, be with other women. What's annoying is doing things like the concept of men excludes all the good things that men are and do, and only focuses on the bad. Why don't you look at that, lady, and ask yourself why you think that way? Someone asked Catherine if she ever got mansplained while guiding, and she just laughed. But she pointed out sometimes women could be skeptical of her as well. When they booked her trips, they often expected a mountain man, not someone who looked like them. I love the way Jess phrased it the other day, Catherine said, how everyone has a complicated relationship with their femininity. I have had and still have a hard time with messaging or packaging of this trip. Being a woman means something different to everyone and working what this trip is offering with the realm of femininity and being a woman makes my head want to explode. I've always, always wanted to do this trip exclusively with women, but I'm still trying to figure out what this trip is. What was this trip? It ended I'll up come. being both much harder and much less daunting than I'd expected. I felt more awake in my body than I had in a long time, aware of the internal furnace that kept me warm and moving in the calories that fueled it, aware of my vulnerability to outside forces, to chance, to the self. I liked that backcountry feeling of being cut off of my normal life, suddenly feeling irrelevant, dreamlike, even for just five days. My boyfriend's nightly proof-of-life check-in and my in-reach satellite communicator felt like a transmission from the moon. Oh, she has a boyfriend. And he was oh. checking in on her constantly, too. Yeah. But, but apparently still a piece yeah. of shit. So, you know. Even if it consisted of no more than putting one foot in front of the other. Oh, for the love of God, it still keeps going. I thought that would be a different... Uh, on Friday, the platonic ideal of bush pilots returned to me to pull us out. This time, the wind was all wrong, and he had to take us one by one. A little band dwindled on the lake shore. 
The rain finally gave it a rest. I was last to leave before Catherine, and we hung out under fleeting patches of blue sky, mulling things over. I said that day two had been brutal, but it would also be the day I remember most, the one that meant the most. She pointed out that because we hadn't been trying to pack a bag or see a feature, we'd been free to take meaning where we found it. To find significance, to bag a peak or see a feature, we had been free to take meaning where we found it. To find significance, to be changed, to move forward, that was the victory, that was the conquest. Uh, the plane's engines buzzed in the distance. Soon we'd be in Talkina, posting the trip on Instagram, doing shots to celebrate Jennifer's birthday. It goes back to the ritual of awareness. Like someday, maybe someone will go on this trip and it'll be in an environment that allows for enough introspection and they'll realize the path they're on isn't the right one. That would be such a wonderful outcome. Turn your life upside down. And maybe once your life has already been turned upside down, if you get there to the quiet and the rawness, never any blahs of rock, blah, 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 you can turn it turn up right side up again. I oh, this is, this is almost $3,000 American. Hmm. Nice yeah. to know you can drop that much on nothing. Yeah. Ugh. The end of the article. Nothing. Are there end comments? The no, there's no comments. They don't no allow... Comments. The opinions of proles like us. Well, mansplainings, mansplainers, like men. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I get Boy, the sense that, that Catherine is really diplomatic. Yeah, I get the sense that um, Catherine is not quite like the like the author of this article. I don't know about the other women, but. Um, but the author of this article, she sounds like someone who wants to keep talking about how women are victims and, you know, all of these sort of feminist talking points that you get from her academic background and her life in the big city and all of that, because that's usually where women have the leisure time and the safety to think about how they're victims of that. And Catherine is like this, I just picture, based on what she's describing her as, as this kind of, you know, what would you call it? Rural, down-to-earth woman who lives in nature, is fine with it. She's probably gruff. She's probably a bit older. She's probably, like, weather-beaten. I think she's actually 30, so she's younger than the actual author. Oh, okay. Uh, well, that's even I don't more interesting. But. I think that Catherine is actually being very diplomatic during this entire... Yeah, but she doesn't uh, have to be. She could have, like, shit on men along with... But she didn't do that, really. Doesn't sound like it. No. Um, I imagine if she did, this one would have printed it, right? I guess. Mm -hmm. I guess, yeah. She would have. She printed the other ones shitting on men. Mm -hmm. Yep, yep. So I I don't know, I just think that's interesting. Like um Yeah, I don't know, Catherine seems all right. All I'll say to that. So Yeah. Uh I mean she didn't like I said, at the very least, even if she did want to have a understand her femininity or whatever, um, which again could just be packaging this particular very I mean, she made eighteen thousand she made uh, fifteen thousand on this one trip. Mm -hmm. Cha ching. You know, I mean, I, I could I could talk about packaging femininity or complex relationships with your femininity. Um, but they this also, is like... Uh, they had to pay the pilot. Man. 
He probably yeah. took that money from a woman somewhere by having that yeah. job. Him and his mustache. Yeah, mustache man. <laughs> man with a mustache. Probably wore like a, you know, like one of those flannels, like a flannel jacket. You know? Mm-hmm. You can picture it. Pretty warm looking clothes. Those like, what do you call those? I know you guys wear them. They're like, they look like work pants, but they're, um, Usually insulated, you know. Uh, snow pants. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, snow pants. I mean, maybe it was only it was only thirty degrees. Yeah, I think <laughs> so. A little, a little much for. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I like. I was actually really shocked that it was just negative one. Yeah. Uh, okay. That's all. Uh, that was crippling for you, was it? Yeah. Uh, I thought we were I'm going to sure. die. I thought I was going to die. Yeah. You know, uh, totally unlike my, my husband when he was in cadets doing winter camping and waking up in a frozen um, back, like a frozen, um, uh, what are they called? Um, sleeping bag. Like literally frozen. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah, and that you know he did that when he was like a teenager, not as an adult woman. Well, well I guess teenage <laughs> boys, like uh, teenage boys, are probably uh, yeah quite a bit I, more. Do you remember they 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 tend to be the match for adult women, especially feminist women? Do you remember that kid yeah. that uh went after or or openly criticized um, Clementine Ford? Mm-hmm. And then she doxed him. <laughs> I think she kind of ruined his life. <laughs> um, I'm not laughing at that. Oh. And I'm just laughing at how okay, guys. Know, Clementine Ford couldn't I, I handle this just, kid. I have to address this. Brian doesn't have COVID. No, I don't have COVID. I, I have. No. My, my throat is hoarse. I don't know what it is. I'm not sick. I'm not coughing. I don't have a fever. I don't have any issues. Oh, just I my actually voice. said that as a joke. I said that you were in the hospital with Omni, uh, Omicron Percy I-8. Oh, I see. Yeah. I see. But nobody but you... got it. Just like nobody got my joke when somebody was saying, you deride toxic masculinity. And I said, no, she rides toxic masculinity. Yeah. <laughs> and nobody got that either. It was just a joke, guys. Don't worry. He's not it was, sick. He's fine. She's allowed to try. It's just that Allison's humor is a bit drier than average. And so some things, they they get, they get just look serious. <laughs> so, <laughs> but it's, I'm not, I'm, right, I'm well, fine. Okay. No, that's I, fine. I got some super chats. Yeah, go for the Okay, let's chat. do the super chats. Josh Chasing gives us five bucks and says, that's what feminists say in response to the idea that dude is gender neutral. They immediately go to bonking to showcase their point. Oh, I, I see what you mean now. Thank you for that, Josh. Liberty Prime Online gives us $20 and says, in Southern California, it's been around 30 degrees Fahrenheit for the past few nights. This article is hilarious. Uh, Derek Workman gives us five bucks and says, how silly are women who make marriage about combat between men and women or any relationship between men and women has to be seen as like, uh, yeah, combative or at the very least 
antagonistic. It's really strange. Like most men don't do that. Um, I don't think. Even if they're being dragged into a fight, you know. Amasang gives us five bucks and says, "Pistols, please! Everyone knows the best duels are fought using children's card games." And it has a car. It looks like a card emoji. Uh, thank you for that. And Great Indoors, nineteen seventy nine, gives us five euros and says, "Next year, the writer and her boyfriend will make a trip to a Swedish summer festival, only to find her true self with the pagan cultists." Yes. Holy crap! Every time I think about that movie, man, it it was just so. It just creeped me out so much. Okay. <clears throat> so that's all yes. the super chats. All right. So I want to thank uh, Ryan for putting a hundred bucks into the hat. And if you'd like to join the various gen- very generous Ryan, please go to feedthebadger.com slash project slash badger dash media dash blitz. And we are once again doing our fundraiser. December is always a fun, fun month to fundraise, but we are, we do have to do it every month. So please do help us out if you can. Again, that's feedthebadger.com slash projects slash badger dash media dash blitz. It's for Brian Prim and Hannah's work for the month. I will do another re- Another what? Uh, a re- reset? Uh, refresh? Uh, like a reload? Yeah, refresh. Nope. Uh, so nothing new. And um, so I'll tell, it, tell everyone where we're at after I do a poke. All right. Give me a sec. Think about it, hero! I, d- I couldn't even hear that. You didn't hear it? In the middle. Oh, it did? No, That's weird. I couldn't. That's I couldn't hear that one. So what did you guys think of all of this? I'm sure that, well, is this going to be unlisted afterwards? Uh, I don't know. Should we, should know. we leave it up? Um, it's, yeah, I mean, I guess we could. I don't care. I mean, whatever. It's up to you. Because then they can leave a comment. I mean, they can leave a comment anyway, but if, you know, if you, um, because we're going to, if we unlist it, then you leave, you're not, I don't know if you can find your way back. Okay, so we are at uh, 19%, 670 out of uh, 3,600 for the month. Yeah. No, I mean, who knows? We usually get quite a bit at the end, so um, people help out in the middle and we'll, we'll we'll be doing some more shows towards the end of the month as well uh when people are a little less distracted by christmas but uh yeah thank you to everybody who helped out that's very much appreciated make sure that we can continue to be able to do this work uh mm. because it doesn't exist we aren't able to do this work if you don't support it we don't really have other means of support aside from our viewers uh, so thank you again to everybody who did support. And if you would like to join them, once again, it's feedthebadger.com. You can follow the pop-ups. And uh, yeah, like, uh, is there anything further? Anything more? I, I, I don't think there is. No, I, think we're good. Um, I got nothing else. I think we're good. So I guess we'll continue to work on whatever's going on with Beat Saber. And I think tomorrow, are we doing uh, Ransurker? Uh, yeah, we're doing the Ransurker. We'll go back into the Healthy Gamer Unfortunately, Aaron got some pretty pretty bad news on Friday, and then there was some confusion about when the the stream was yeah. going to be rescheduled too. So um, that's why that happened. But that we'll make it up tomorrow. It's set up, so yeah, we'll yeah. do it tomorrow. It'll be fine. Uh, look forward to seeing you guys there. So I guess I'll wrap up the show. Yep, sure. Let's do that. Okay. All right. Um, so thanks, guys, for all your kind donations and for all your help. 
Um, again, go to feedthebadger.com if you want to continue to help us out. Uh, please like this video. Um, I don't know if it's going to stay up, but if it does, feel free to leave a comment and share it around. So thank you guys so much for coming on today's episode of whatever the hell this was, Women in the Wild, and we'll talk to you all in the next video. guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.